There's a whole crowd of men out there who need this. Welcome to the case study. This case study will be marked down in time. Known to all as the record keeper of the historic rise of the woke man. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen. Actually, welcome, gentlemen. I don't know if any women will be listening to this, but quite frankly, I don't care. What I want is to see the change in man. Yes, that's hurt. The change in man. This is the Woke Man series, where you hear the stories of men who changed, who laid to rest their old ways of thinking, and who opened up and started expressing their truth. Revealing emotion, strengthening their self-awareness, and breaking free from the old paradigm of being a man. This is going to help men find the courage to open up, to break the shackles of toxic masculinity, and to guide them home in becoming a better man. Let's go. Oh, by the way, it's Luca. Luca Reedy from the Feeling Alive podcast. And The Woke Man is a sub-series. You're welcome. Welcome back to the Woke Man series, the greatest case study on man. You would have heard so many profound stories of men being open and vulnerable so far. We're over the halfway mark. And today I'm with my man, Sam. Brother, how are you? Yeah, very well. Thank you um, so much for having me. And um, yeah, it's been a pleasure to follow the call. And um, mm. yeah, excited to see what comes up. The honor's mine, bro. I'm very grateful that men like yourself are open to showing up and being vulnerable and mm. sharing to help others because this isn't just about you and I. It's <clears> about, you know, we've entered this path, but it's about the people that are yet to enter this path. So I'm mm. grateful that you're here, bro. So the, the first question I've got for you is where did you grow up and where do you live now? I grew up in the, in the UK in a place called Southampton, so in between Bournemouth and Brighton. It's just um, on the on the waterside, and um, I I came to Australia in 2014, Perth, WA, um, the builder, you know, tradie, and then um, chasing all the the big bucks, the money, the you know, x amount of guys, women, toys, holidays, and then oh. Money doesn't make you happy, okay? So I've got to do some work on myself, <laughs> pretty much. Wow. So, so, yeah. so you came from the UK to, to just, why, what brought you to Perth? Um, I was, my ex-partner actually had an um, uncle and aunt who lived over in Perth. And to be honest, one of the main reasons why I actually moved from, from the UK was because of the, the cocaine, the, the drugs, the, um, the people I was attracting from that level of consciousness, mm-hmm. um, I had a lot of anger and frustration from my dad's energy, and I was obviously attracting these kind of people into my life. And cocaine addiction was just uh, a means to no end, and I, I could almost see where it was going. Mm-hmm. I could see my, my friends' dads, you know, mm-hmm. still in the same pub, sniffing cocaine and doing Charlie and drinking eight pints of Fosters or whatever it is, you know, and it's yeah. like. Mm, I've got to get out of there, otherwise, you know, this could go pretty, pretty downhill quick, you know. Mm, wow, man, that's, a, that's a very yeah. interesting. 
interesting. Mm. We'll get into that obviously a bit later, a bit later on in the questions. How old are you now, sure. Sam? I am 31, 32 in a couple of months. Yeah. Awesome, brother. Awesome. Well, pretty happy birthday. And yeah, you, yeah. Thank you. And what are you doing for a living right now? I I am a, an alignment and self empowerment guide. So we run a movement called Flow Tide with my partner Yanni. Mm-hmm. Um, I also do men's work as well. Um, brother brother Henry Chase Brothers Club. So we do men's work. Um, I work one on one with men as well as women. But um, Yanni she runs the the sisterhood side of things, um, ceremonies and workshops and you know ceremonies etc. And then myself and Yanni, actually, um, we work together. We bring in our masculine and feminine gifts together. And anyone who's called in aligned, we, we go on a hero's journey with them over six months or to a year, depending on, um, you know, what's, what's coming up for them. Beautiful, bro. I love it. That's really cool. And what's one thing you're really good at? Uh, as in my abilities? Yeah. Yeah, something that you, your natural gifts. So, um, for me, it's all intuition, you know, intuitive guidance. Um, I've had uh, been privileged to be blessed and gifted with some some very unique, powerful abilities to tune into people's energy. Uh, being an intuitive energy reader and healer, I can read chakras, read whether in balance, out of balance. Um, spirit guidance for their for their soul aligned next part of their journey so um for me that's i feel one of my most powerful gifts is being able to um create something for my clients every month which is all based on intuition which is designed for them and um i really feel that's that's where it's at at the moment if we can really get out of that logical kind of structure we can still have like an intuitive skeleton you know but nothing's set in stone because you learn so much in between. So we, that's why we take each month as it goes and we tune in. We can even tune in through distance. We've got some clients in the mining industry mm. and um, we do like card readings or the chakra readings on it. And then it'd be like, okay, this is coming up. You're, you're slightly out of balance. You're, you know, you're not grounded. <laughs> Your root chakra's out of balance, etc. you know? Mm. Um, and, yeah, the transformation for me personally has been gone through that journey. And then to see, you know, my brothers and sisters, um, ah, I get it, you know, intuition. Mm. Yeah. yeah, yeah <laughs> intuition sure. all the way for me. Yeah. It's a powerful gift, bro. It's, it's so interesting because it's like yeah. you're going from like the building construction industry doing cocaine to like <laughs> popping people's chakras instead of popping pills. <laughs> So, I get goosebumps and, you know, and the stuff I'm going through at the moment is just, you know, leveling up and dropping into my wizard archetype, my, my inner shaman and just being a channel as well. You know, when I, when I do sessions with my clients, it's like, well, it's not really well, what do you want to work on? It's what needs to be work and what is guidance saying, mm. you know, when we create the energy and we drop in, it's like, who knows? Mm. Ancestral clearing can come up, mm. you know, past, past life trauma or, mm. or, you know, this life trauma, or, you know, it's just, uh, it's, it blows my mind, but I'm also very much surrendering to it and <laughs> being like, 
okay, this is this is cool. This is cool. Let's let's just go with it. Mm, <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's a powerful brother. <laughs> What's one of your biggest fears right now? To be misunderstood. So, to be misunderstood, you know, if, if I'm voicing my, um, I mean, there's been a lot of um, noise around at the moment. And sometimes when you, you might post or you might do a live or you might just tune in. Um, the fear of being misunderstood really kind of triggers me at the moment. It's something I'm going through. And I'm also very aware that we're going to be misunderstood by some people. That's fine. Mm. You know, but it's just just for me, it's like it's really honing my communication communication skills so that I am understood on on all levels of consciousness. But really, you know, who am I tuning into? Mm. I want to be tuning into my my kind of tribe, my vibrationally matched tribe who I'm meant to send that message to, that code, that insight. So, yeah, it's, it's a bit of a fear around being misunderstood, which I've been personally going through at the moment. Mm. Um, what do you what do you underline that? What are you deeply scared of? I've been doing a bit of work around it, and I feel it's um, something to do um, in my childhood, where you know I wanted to speak my truth, and I've been misunderstood, so it's been getting it's been triggering me, mm. and so I've just been going on this journey over the last um, few men, few months, and just been leaning into that. And really exploring it, but it's kind of, I, yeah, I just, um, I guess it's a little inner child. I just, I just want to be like being understood for who I am, truly am, you know. And when I'm not, and, and then, you know, it, it upsets me. So I'm, I'm just, I'm just working through that um, at the moment for my personal journey. So, um, totally. yeah. yeah, totally resonate, bro. Thanks for sharing that, man. Yeah. Nah, What's one of your favourite quotes? Favourite quotes? It would have to be probably, and this, a lot of people think Albert Einstein, um, you know, created this quote, but it, apparently it was a guy called Bashar who was a channel. He was a channel, he channels um, messages. And it's... Um, you have to match the, the frequency of the, rea- of the reality you want to create for you to um, create that um, and manifest that reality into your into your space. Mm. You know, you, you have to be a vibrational match to that yeah. for you to be able to, you know, call that in. Mm. So um, that's been a powerful part of my journey. Yeah, right. really, really So, so how, how do you see when you're not the vibration? So basically you're looking at your field and you go, well, if I desire this, and I don't have it right now, it means I'm not a vibrational match. Mm. Yeah. How do you get to that point? What do you do to sort of shift you? What are some of the things that you do to shift your vibration to get to that point and bring in what you desire? Oh, so I'm going through one at the moment with money, really just um, going on that journey with being a, more of a, a vibrational match to money through love, through, um, through doing a lot of work in my sacral, more sexual energy, because it's they're kind of, um, they're very much the same. Mm. So, but also for for some maybe some ideas for everyone who's, who's tuning in is um, so tune into something you want to call in, 
you know, what do you want to call in? Is it, is it more money? Is it, uh, you know, a partner, uh, you know, queen or king or whatever? And in tune into the, the energy and your beliefs around that, around, um, you know, creating them. If, if they're a low energy, you've got these negative beliefs around, oh, it's hard to make money, or oh, I've been hurt before in the past by, a, uh, you know, a partner, etc. You're not going to be that vibrational match to what you want to call in. Mm-hmm. So one, one, you've got to be aware. You've got to have the awareness, yeah, mm-hmm. around whatever's coming up around that. And then two, you've got to have the understanding that you've got to do the work around forgiveness first so you can clear that out of your energy field. You know, whatever negative beliefs you have around money or, or, or you know, calling in your queen or king or partner, etc. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, doing the work around... I have a button, you know, and I, I have everything. Feel like you have everything already. Save your from a partner, calling in your queen or king. Create them and feel what it's like to have that mm. already. You know, that is a part of it, but then you've also got to do the internal work as well. You know, the unconscious trauma around um, even like your mum and dad, if you've had a, you know, they've been, they broke up or they've been arguing you know, throughout your childhood from one to seven, that's going to, you know, from seven years of age, you run a subconscious program and you're going to be like, oh, relationships, uh, I don't know. Mm. Uh, you know, they might, you might be resistant because your belief systems around relationships are, they're, they're not going to work out. Mm. And the mm. same thing with money. Same thing with money. You know, there are deeper, a lot deeper um, processes you can go through um, but you know, my relationship with money was terrible, you know, um, and that was part to do with my condition with my dad. Yeah. Is I just throw money everywhere and I had no respect for money. Yeah. And for me, my journey through money now was really loving on money, appreciating for all my direct debits, everyone who's ever lent me money. You know, just I love money, I, I love it, I love it. Thank you, money, for helping me do everything I can do in this world. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah, so, observing uh, that, observing those beliefs, man. It's so powerful, bro. Yeah, it's, it's such a powerful aspect, and then just working through that belief system. Mm-hmm. Where did it come from for you? It's like, oh, y- your parents say a lot of the stuff, you know. Like, especially if you're brought up by a, a blue collar family, where they're like, oh, we can't afford that, or money doesn't grow on trees. What do you think I am made exactly. of money? It's like soaking it all up, soaking it all mm-hmm. up, and now all of a sudden you become that. So. Yeah, yeah, pretty profound. But um, yeah, definitely, yeah. What what's a, a conscious man to you? Say that again. What is a conscious man to you? Conscious man. Conscious man is a grounded, grounded masculine man, and um, divine, divine masculine. So um, you might have read the book The Way of the Superior Man. If anyone um, hasn't, please. Please read it. It's a very short book, but it's so fucking powerful. Mm-hmm. Um, the divine masculine, I mean, they, they reckon around about 80% of us are in a highly activated masculine or highly activated feminine, you know, and then the rest are kind of balanced and they they, they attract this polarities, yeah? Mm-hmm. So for me, um, I am a highly activated masculine man and the, the key traits is being grounded, um, integrity, you know, it's having these values of integrity, transparency, being integral to all of your values. Transparency, there's no hidden agendas here. I'm not, 
I am not trying to to sugarcoat my my um, abilities, and I'm also not exaggerating them for my level of consciousness. I am here right now, embodying where I'm at in my journey, um, without you know ego. Oh, you know, I've got to got to be this, be like that. You know, and I really feel um, bringing back to your sovereign being. Like sovereign being is just being embodied in your journey, in honesty, and where you are at. Mm-hmm. And for me, a divine masculine man is is that. In, in one to be of support of support to the feminine, the feminine rising, you know? Yeah. We learn so much from the feminine and if, if you can just allow them to go through their emotions and not let it trigger you and just be there for them, you know, that is uh, a divine aspect, man. Beautiful, bro. Beautiful, man. What's yeah. one thing that challenges you right now? Challenge... Um, it has to be, it's, it's a bit around leaning into money and my sexual my sexual energy. We're just going on this journey of sex magic and really um, doing the breath together um, and really just cultivating this sacred space. But I've had sexual trauma in the past, mm-hmm. which has affected... Um, affected the... What's the word I'm looking for? Yeah, it's really kind of um, got me confused around my sexual identity. And I've done a bit of work around this as well. Um, and that actually happened from the ages of one to seven, you know. Um, and the reason why I'm getting resistance right now to, to move through this is because I know I'm going to have a, a massive release, uh, a massive healing journey. So, you know, the ego is always resisting there. Anytime you want to go and do some work and it's going to be next level, yeah, you know, the intuition goes, yeah, and then it's like, oh, nah, the ego goes, nah, nah, nah. Oh, come back where you're safe, come back really safe. And um, there's been a little bit of awkwardness around it. Mm-hmm. Um, and this is also very much tied in with my relationship with money as well. And we're very much how, going how very deep. It? Into how is it connected? The, the, so your sexual energy, your sacral, is um, your sexual essence, and it's the same vibration as, as money. So when you um, when you really tune into your sacral, and you can, and it's fully open, and you know just full of full of energy, no blocks, and you can incorporate your your manifestations and and your you know your your money callings through through this kind of process. Where you're, so say for instance, we, we would start a, um, a sacred practice and um, we would tune in with a very similar intention of what we want to attract or manifest in our life mm. um, and have that in our energy field. Then we'll just go through the process of breathing together, you know, you're circulating that energy around. It's very new to me. It's um, something I have definitely not mastered. That's why it's challenging. Mm. Um, but I'm also very, um, I'm very keen to lean in, yeah. but I'm also getting triggered. <laughs> yeah, totally, bro. You've got to lean in, though. Yeah. That's the thing. It's like, oh, no, no, I, appreciate yeah. that. I appreciate you sharing that. It's like when we have this challenge, oh. our, our first response is like, oh, fuck that. But like, especially coming from this perspective of being a guide and, and, a, and a coach and a leader and a mentor, you've got to just lean in. I just spoke about this on another interview. Lean Always. in. Hey. Yeah. 
Beautiful and that's role. been in integral. That's been integral, isn't it? You know, you're yeah. you're that's showing up. Even. Yeah. 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 What's unconditional love mean to you, Sam? Unconditional love. Okay. So um, I love sound healing. I love the all the vibrations. Unconditional love has been a vibrational match to five to eight hertz. Mm. And um, we're on this journey, and I really feel it's never ending. It's limitless. It's infinite. And when we can really surrender to not knowing and surrender to the journey of embodying more love in every cell of our body, and that's, you know, releasing ego attachments, even loving your ego, you know. Who's to say we don't, um, you know, we, I use my ego a lot. I love my ego. I love every part of myself. I love my shadows. I love my dark. <laughs> I love my legs. You know, they're called chicken legs all, all my life. But I love my fucking legs. <laughs> I love all of me. Um, <laughs> yeah. like that's so good. I love it, man. Yeah, it's, it's just full acceptance. Yeah. Nice, bro. Just, nice. just embodying that journey. I mean, it, like, like I said, it, I really feel it's never ending. Um, to you go to source, yeah. or whatever that might may mean to anyone. You know, when you connect... And if you've connected, it's like, it's the most incredible feeling you've ever experienced. That's I kind of feel it's like every emotion you've ever felt in your life. Oh. Yeah. Boom. So good, bro. What, what about all a greater power? <laughs> <laughs> all about it. Do you believe in a greater power and what is that to you? A greater power. It triggers me a little bit. Greater power. I kind of feel like um, we are, we are the power. I don't really feel there's anything greater. Mm. You know, if, if I kind of sit there and think greater, um, it kind of, I don't, that doesn't sit too, too well with me. I feel almost um, we all, we are it. We are the power. Mm-hmm. You know, we are, we are source. We are the universe. We are. I don't feel anything greater. I kind of feel um, we can we can embody more of, of us, which you could maybe class as a greater power. Mm. Uh, but I almost feel like we are it. There's, everything is within. You know? So like when someone says God, how do you feel? I feel I am God. I am source. I am the light. And um, I don't, I don't really see, um, I don't really interpret it as it's God. Yeah. I just see it as source is a unified field, source energy kind of at the top, and then you know whatever trickles down from your soul level, different different kind of um, advancements in the soul level until you know you get up to whatever you may call it, eleventh or twelfth dimension, and who knows? I, you know, I haven't really got that far yet. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Would you say, like, when we're talking about 11th, 12th dimension, would you say that 11th, 12th dimension would be perceived as a greater than a level 1, 2, 3 dimension, 4th dimension? Yeah. I mean, um, I'd say it could be, yeah. You could you could say it's a more, it's an advancement from from a levels. I almost like the advancement on levels, you know, mm. um, 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7 levels or, or whatever they are. Of spiritual development. And so, explain five to eight hertz. Yeah, so the I really feel there's levels. I really feel maybe the term greater doesn't sit too well with with me, but um, 
you know, there's 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 levels of of enlightenment, or you know, I really feel that we are enlightened anyway. But there's levels of um, embodiment of five to eight hertz. You know, the more we go up, the more we embody pure vibration of love. We become lighter. So five, five, to, eight, five to eight hertz sure. is love, yeah. Like, isn't that the heart chakra? Is that represented yeah. the heart chakra? Yeah. Yeah, five to eight hertz. Yeah, yeah, and I really feel um, you know using sound in in journey work is a really powerful way where you can you can start to embody that for your vibration. Mm. Um, really, really powerful. Beautiful. How would you connect? But, uh, how would you yeah. connect? How would you connect to that that source on a daily basis? For me, um, through sacred practice through through um through breath through breath work um and through just tuning in and connecting to source and sitting there and calling in the energies calling in all all guides all beings of love and light who wish to support me all the energies i've been working with um also a very powerful way to kind of get there a little bit quicker and it's it's a journey through using mycelium the mushroom um just the micro dose but breath work Cacao and mushroom. Mm-hmm. Ooh, you know, it's uh, I can uh, I can connect very quickly. You know, uh, if yeah. I'm in a ceremony with with other beings, with other people, masculine or feminine, for me that's when it's you encapsulate that energy, and um, you're more likely to be able to to tune into mm-hmm. to source. Mm-hmm. But I'm also a channel as well. Also with my clients, so I can channel source energy into mm-hmm. each chakra through the crown. And you know, they feel it. They love it. They're like, "Holy fuck!" <laughs> <laughs> Just went somewhere. Yeah. <laughs> I love that, man. So let's get into your conscious journey. Explain, um, explain your life as unwoke and how that complete compares to you now, because you're going from cocaine to chakras. Now, how do you, how do you go from cocaine to chakras, man? Ah, oh, so. When I came to Australia, Perth, 2014, I set up a, um, a carpentry contracting firm. High-end, really loved it, five, six guys, earning all the money, but unfortunately, around about 2016, 17, recession kind of hit, and got done by a few builders and just mm. my own negligence as well. But I was still partying a lot. I was still going out, popping pills, you know, all kinds of um, recreational drugs and just losing myself in the music. I love music, but I feel there's a big part of people in the music scene who are who are using it to, to feel something, to feel love and connection. Wow. I was I was so needing love and connection, so I would always escape myself. I'd go out and party for two, three days, and it'd be amazing, but then I'd be like, well, I've got to keep doing this to feel this love and connection. So um, as my business started to pretty much crumble, um, my ego was just damaged and, yeah, my pride. I broke down into, into a depressional state. You know, my shadows got the, the better of me, these voices in my mind, you know, you're not good enough, you're not worthy, you're fucked up, you're a failure, you're fucking no one, you, you know, you, you're a fucking fraud. You know, you, you paint this picture that you're this big businessman and you're fuck all, you know, and it's like, God, it hit me hard. Mm. And it was this identity I was programmed to believe through the schooling systems, through through bloody, you know, corporate 
business events. You know, you've got to do, you've got to, you've got to work hard and all this shit. They're all yeah. belief systems. They're all limited yeah. beliefs. They're all BS, man. You know that BS. Right? <laughs> <laughs> you and everybody's watching know that BS. And you know what? I started doing a bit of work on myself and I started to really, and I self-accepted myself and know that I needed to do work. And I think that was the transition where I was able to attract someone in my life. And that's where Yanni, my partner, came in. And um, yeah, we've had many past lives together. We, we were meant to connect. She's a family of sound healers and spiritual teachers. Mm. She, she grew up in a very conscious family where, or a very conscious environment where wow. I was in a very unconscious. So um, she pretty much, the Same first book I ever read, okay, yeah. Mm. The first book I read was um, Thinking Grow Rich um, at 28. Never read a book in my life. And then what that kind of got book to book. start, bro. Yeah. One of the best books to start on ever. That's great. Yeah, and then um, just being on that journey of just leaning in. I sat ayahuasca first time I met Yanni's parents. I sat ayahuasca with him. That triggered me. <laughs> <laughs> well, oh, how was that? How was that? Oh, yeah, we um, we sat in a ceremony with Brother Darpan. He's um, a pretty special shaman in um, in GC and um, around that area. And it was just it. I feel some people need to have some sort of um, magical, you know, experience um, in that different reality to, to realise that there is more. And for me, I, I didn't need that because I was doing work and I, and I had my first awakening because I was like, holy fuck, I am attracting everything in my life through the way I'm thinking and feeling about every area of my life. You know, the whole, you've got to be a vibrational match. Whatever your energy is, you're going to attract it straight back to you. Mm -hmm. So I was like, oh, fuck. You know, sat ayahuasca, um, doing all kinds of um, two, three-day self-masteries, and then I went into mentorship, done energy healing, and yeah, it just very quickly I shifted. Within okay. six within six months, I, I channeled, I got, I was starting to get channeled from depression, and um, and I and I woke up in, and and created a event for 60 people for like four hours and all about what I went through in the journey and that's when I created Flow Tribe. Boom, just like that. And I've just been on that journey for the last three, three and a half years. Wicked, man. Wicked. So, so, yeah. so now you, you obviously have a different respect for like your healing, for your emotions, for your actions. Whereas before you you just sort of were moving unconsciously through your actions, now you're sort of moving more consciously through your actions. Like, would you say yeah. that, like that's a big difference? You have awareness around what you're doing and what oh, you're feeling. Massive, massive. You know, when when we're unconscious, we're not aware of how to work through our emotions, especially um, with anger and frustration. Even for the feminine, yeah. even we've been told to avoid it. Oh, you can't get angry, you can't get frustrated. So where's that going? It's, it's not been processed, so it's going back in your body. So anytime anything comes up, you get triggered, it's going to create that emotional um, response, that memory. Yeah. So sure, having the tools to move through your emotions is, is next level. For sure, man. What's, what yeah. was your biggest vice through that period, that unconscious period, bro? My biggest? 
Vice. Vice. Uh, meaning advice or uh, so like what was your biggest like clutch that they grabbed hold of you what was you you know your dependency your addiction what was that it was it, it was to um, find love and connection it was to find this this feeling this love for myself so I would um, you know be in relationship I shouldn't be in um, Using, you know, going outside my reality and escaping it through any means possible, it'd feel great. But then you'd come back to your internal reality and you'd be like, well, I have no fucking purpose. Um, no. So, like, as long <laughs> as that relationship and that love, for when that wasn't there, you would feel empty. So you just yeah. needed it. Yeah. yeah. So when uh, I really feel that we need to go on the journey ourselves first, you know, mm-hmm. that needs to be number one. We need to do the work on our first. Yeah. Selves first. We need to really love ourselves, you know, and then you you know, calling your queen, calling your king. Um mm-hmm. and then, you know, you can you can help help um journey people through your level of consciousness and experience. Yeah. As long as you've done the work. Yeah. But you should not be going above and beyond that. Yeah. I don't like the word coach. Um, you know, mentor yeah. is someone who's experienced something, you know. And yeah. Uh, yeah. For sure, for sure, bro, yeah, walking alongside you. I agree. Yeah. So, yeah. Well, then, and then, like, we're using a lot of drugs and alcohol as well. On top of that, seeking love and relationships, we're looking, we using a lot of drugs, alcohol as another vice. Yeah. 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 But the yeah, love, in, love in, was the greatest. Seeking love was the greatest. Yeah. yeah. I really feel the loving connection is something we're all kind of lacking throughout our journey. And that's why we go outside ourselves for addictions. Mm, you just know? feel something greater. Yeah. yeah, yeah, really do. What about the emotions? What challenged you most? Anger, anxiety, shame, guilt, fear, sadness? Which one now? were you? No, back then, then. that same period. It, it was the anger and the rage, um, which beneath it, so anger's at the top. So beneath it is just, you know, the, the, the guilt, the shame, the sorrow, the sadness. Mm. So because I haven't worked on all of this stuff beneath, mm. they would all build up and then I would just fucking rage but you know what what i thought that was my biggest weakness and, and that was my shadow it's now my most powerful strength mm-hmm. it's my greatest strength mm-hmm. being able to channel that energy and oh, i can get into it now i just drop into it now fucking you know that's that's energy mm-hmm. that's energy you know mm-hmm. and a powerful technique is to use if you're getting built up emotions throughout your time you know the sadness the story the grief it's a very cool technique. You just go out in the garden, you know, put your hand on Mother Earth or the grass and just fucking build up all that energy. You don't have to shout. It's green. Just <laughs> fucking let it out. Like, let it out. Mm. Fucking, that is a powerful tool to be able to use daily. You know, if you're getting that, you don't want to suppress it. You need to let it out. Mm-hmm. And you also need to be like, thank you. You know, I love you. Thank you for... For, for being there for me, you know, and, and protecting me. Incredible, bro. Yeah. So what were you angry about? Did you contribute that to something in your past? I felt the main reasons I would get angry is because I didn't know how to control myself. So it used to frustrate me. So when, when you, you feel you're not in control, 
that's like a recipe for disaster. You know, it's like, I do not know what's going on here. So then you try so hard, you end up telling yourself, oh yeah, I've got this, you know, fucking I'm a man, I'm meant to be doing it on my fucking own, la di da di da And then it just builds up and builds up and builds up and then till you pop, till, till you just, you know. Mm. Yeah, I feel you, bro. I feel you. Have you found mm. that, have you found that you've let that go and found forgiveness for those moments where you were raging and, and angry? Yeah. yeah. I've really done a lot of work around my anger and my rage and, you know, there's so many layers to it. I wouldn't say I've, I've completed it. I really feel um, they're infinite and, and whatever, but I've done enough work around it to, um, I still get frustrated. Uh, I'm, where I'm a manifestation generator, um, that's my human design. Mm-hmm. Um, I do lots of things on the go, but when I'm not um, communicating that to others and I'm not responding, um, you know, from my solar plexus, Mm-hmm. Um, I'm kind of reacting. That's when, that's when I get a bit frustrated. So I can, I can immediately just pinpoint. Yeah, I'll get frustrated. Okay, what's coming up? Mm-hmm. What's coming up? Okay, fear of not um, getting it done. You know, fear of not being heard, misunderstood, mm-hmm. which is a lot of it. And uh, I will go out in my garden and do some release work around it. You know, we are self healers, but also I will. Um, when I feel called is, is do deeper work around that, you know? Yeah. One-on-one work. Um, yeah. Beautiful. Yeah. I love it. Whose love did you crave most growing up? Your mother, father, or was it someone else? And who did you have to be to get it? Uh, um, well, because my mum and dad split up at a very young, at a very young age when I was like not even one, um, I feel I had a more of a connection with my dad because I missed him. Um, but my the thing was, my dad wasn't very loving. He was a Glaswegian with 10 siblings. So um, he probably had a very horrific upbringing, but he would never say, I love you or really give you a cuddle. He's very kind of like closed off. So I feel I was really wanted that love from him. Whereas my mum was a very feminine feminine um emotional woman and you know she really really you know gave that love to me did my dad just did it your mum or your dad my mum yeah yeah um you know they're, they're set in their ways and they, they 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 lock everything down don't they the the um that that paradigm of, yeah. um, it's where they're at isn't it their experiences that era. Just expressing yeah. their experiences yeah it's a big thing, as I was talking about with uh, another guy just before this interview, another workman, and he was saying the same thing. It's like they're only responding from their experiences, and if we can come to realise that, oh, we will let that go. Yeah. yeah. To, to give forgiveness for them. What was the I love loss? him. Sorry? I love him. I forgive him. It's yeah. who he is. You know, I'm not here to force anything upon him. It's his yeah. journey. It's then just goes, how did he serve? How did him being that person serve you, you know, and that's a common question that we can really ask about any of the greatest mm-hmm. challenges in our life. How has that served me and what's the benefits of it? And that's going well, to change the game. How amazing is this? So when I get that full understanding of my human design and my astrology readings, you know, really powerful tools if anybody wants to um, mm-hmm. research that or, or shoot me a message. Um, so I'm here to learn patience, yeah? 
Mm. My dad didn't have any patience. He was an absolute crazy person. So that's why one of the reasons why I chose him. Mm. You know, from its soul level, whatever your beliefs are, you know, I really feel we choose our parents and our whole entire life. We've just got to get on an alignment. Yeah. You know, and it's it's been one of my most powerful lessons. Yeah. Yeah. For sure, bro. Yeah. What was the lowest yeah. point in your life? Talk to me about that and, and was suicide ever an option? I did have one thought, but I quickly pulled myself off out of rock bottom. You know, I really feel there's only one up one way up and then rock bottom, you know, or unless you wanna, you know, commit suicide. But um mm. Because I had that energy, that fight, that anger, that rage, I really, really kind of got hold of that and um, really just kind of powered my way through, clunked my way through and just, um, I wasn't going to give up. I wasn't going to give up, but there was one point in my life when I was like, fuck it. You know, I used to, I used to say that I was going to go to work and never fucking go to work. I used to just go out and then come back and just sit in bed with a pit of anxiety fucking pain you know and just be like how long is this gonna fucking go on for mm. you know just tuning in it was horrid fucking horrible you know mm-hmm. so yeah. what, what was that from a lead up of what what, did, what created that low point in denial about what that we're meant to have it all figured out as men, it's, it's absolute bullshit. Um, you know, we're meant to know all the answers. Um, we don't need help. So you, you just go on a journey, lone wolf, you're on your own. And it's kind of, even through growing up, I was still a lot more open than my friends. And I'll speak to my friends growing up. They'd be like, shut up, you old tart. Shut up, you know, you, what are you going on about, you know? And it's like, the only time they made me get emotional was when they were high, um, you know, taking MDMA or something. And, um, you know, I'm at the point in my life where I don't need any of that, you know, because mm-hmm. um, I'm all very so high anyway yeah. Um, yeah. on life. So you talked about, like, one of the things with, at the start of this, there was sexual abuse growing up between one to seven. Mm-hmm. What what happened around that? Has that been a big thing where you've been working through now and letting that go? Yeah, this is um, an ongoing journey for me, but... Um, I lived in a place called Somerset, and um, you might know it's, it's renowned for a bit of incest. Yeah, nothing to do with my family or, or my um, my step family. We we lived on a farm, and um, we used to play in the woods. Like around about three, four, five years of old, very kind of community to myself. And um, you know that went on for two, three years without anyone knowing because you know. The older kids thought it was normal because obviously their dads probably did it to them. You know, and the thing about this, like one in four, it doesn't matter if you're male or female, you've been sexually abused. Mm. Some way, shape or form. Mm. You know, and it caused massive confusion around my sexual identity, around my identity is is who I am. Um, You know, and then obviously all all the porn, you know, you can, I think 18 or 19 smartphones came out for me and you think it's normal to watch porn. 
and it's 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 not it's it's uh, it's a sadistic part of your mind which they're latching onto, you know, which is a program. Porn is a program they they are doing to program these men to have that sexual deviant, you know, and it and um, it's a very dark part of a lot of men. Uh, I think I watched uh, statistics Pornhub. Um, four billion people watch it. Four billion. That's nearly half or three the, billion, half something half like the that. Population of the world, the you know, and it's yeah. been it's been told it's normal, and you've got these young kids growing up thinking it's normal. It's programming your sexual identity or how your how sex is for you. Sex is sacred. Yeah, you know. The orgasm is is the is the way to to your power to manifest and um, it the sacral when it's blocked you know um, I've still got blocks around it I'm still working on it but um, oh man for for years it, it confused me like it really fucking confused me you know mm. about like your sexuality whether you're yeah. attracted, like is it is it more so around like who you're attracted to. Or what you want it wasn't actually who i was attracted to i was always attracted to women but um so anything what happens from the ages of one to seven yeah that creates your belief systems around who you are okay your identity sexually daddy daddy da you know from the years of seven years of age you end up running that as like a subconscious program yeah mm. so for and this was all unconscious. I wasn't aware of it for years. I kind of locked it away, locked it away. And it really affecting, um, really affecting to find out who I really was, my uniqueness, my sass, my spark, this golden light that we all have. And um, it wasn't until like a few years ago or even I started to explore it. But even um, six months ago, I really started to dive deeper into it and realised that it's... Um, it was stopping me from being who I really am because I had so much confusion there. So I had confusion around who I was, who I was meant to be. So it was really affecting the way I, I kind of showed up in, in a way, if that makes sense. Yeah, yeah. And a lot of this could be, it's just totally unconscious. Like some yeah. people think, oh, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. But it's energy. People can feel that, yeah. you know, even if they're not really in tune with, their intuition it doesn't matter they get their hunch they get that hunch you know it's like you know yeah. something's sure. not quite right there with that we pick it up you can't bullshit through energy yeah 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 for sure brother i feel that yeah what, what was the significant moment of awakening for you <sighs> significant moment of awakening for me when i was really realized that my thoughts my energy my beliefs around myself around every area of my life the main eight areas of life my money relationships how i put to work business my partner sex everything in my energy that i was always attracting that back to me mm -hmm. so just an easy example of my anger and my rage because i didn't do any work around it i was always attracting people in that similar energy that vibration so that was just like a, a switch in my mind where I was like, well, I'm doing the fucking work. I'm consciously aware. I'm doing the subconscious programming and I'm also doing the unconscious healing yeah. and creating that loop. And I'm constantly doing it. Big part of my journey, you know, I'm always going, I'm always leveling up. But that was, that was for me. 
And that's why that quote from Basha or Albert Einstein was really powerful. I mean, you know, you have to be a vibrational match, what you're calling in yeah. for you to attract that into your reality. For sure, brother, for sure. What healing modality was really big for you on this journey, bro? For my own personal healing experience? Yeah. Well, obviously, the, the um, plant-based medicine, Ayahuasca, was, um, was an amazing one. Popped you open? Um, what did you realise? What did you realise during Ayahuasca? How did it really pop you open? I, I tuned into who, who I really fucking was, you know, bar all the bullshit stories you fucking create around yourself and, and the stories you tap, you, you feel other people, you know, think about you, you know, this, they're all BS. And, um, I managed to get to a point where I was like, fuck, I, I am an amazing being, you know, I am love without all these fucking stories. And, you know, that was, a uh, powerful experience for me and then obviously going through other um, ceremonies with releasing releasing trauma, uh, forgiveness for, for myself and for my what I thought my en enemies were that was a big one for me forgiving people who've done really bad to me you know how, how did you go through that process of forgiving them well that was one of my biggest lessons I've ever had in my life was to forgive um, the people who, who really hurt me Mm. Who, who stole from me, who threatened me, who, you know, even in business, um, pre-business, um, you know, sadistic people, mm. uh, narcissists, obviously, uh, I was, you know, maybe ran this, uh, maybe a low level of narcissism through my early teens. So obviously I was attracting these people um, and they were lessons for me to be able to forgive them instant boom didn't done yeah. didn't have to didn't i wouldn't i wouldn't attract them people again you know yeah it's like yeah. realizing that they were you say oh, i forgive you for acting from your experiences so so to speak was that what it was like you just sort of saw them as being who they were because of their experiences was that did that give you yeah i really i and i really yeah um you know, let my clients and anyone I know about this, you know, it's uh, it's really important just to give forgiveness to them for their level of consciousness. They're still learning. They're still on their journey. Um, not to hate, to to um, find the courage to love them and forgive them and thank them, thank them for helping you learn this lesson. Mm. It's fucking next level powerful. Yeah. Oh, my God, for sure, bro, for sure. Instant energy shift, like, pew. Yeah, amazing. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's just a change of perception, isn't it? It's phenomenal, yeah. man. What, what about your friend group? How's that changed as you've changed? Ah, oh, yeah. Well, I still, I still love to go out and, and um, have fun, like Burning Man experiences and regional festivals. Mm. That I, I still love that. Awesome. Um, to a certain degree, I, I do really kind of, um, I'm really endearing the sacred spaces and just being in a, in, um, in, in the kind of, um, in a cocoon of nice people, um, yeah. who are on a sort of similar level of consciousness. Yeah. Um, but it's definitely changed a lot. Um, I can still be in the vicinity of, um, unconscious people, but it's kind of, I have a choice, you know, mm. and, um, yeah, you know, you're, 
the main people you hang around with, you're going to match their vibes. So if I'm hanging around with, with high vibrational people, I'm going to be tuning in to their energy and vice versa. Mm -hmm. So um, I have boundaries. And if people cross my boundaries, see you later. <laughs> yeah, it's, uh, nope. I'm not. So is it, I'm not is it more about quality than quantity now? Yeah, hundred percent. Yeah. Cool man. Cool. What yeah. part? What part of this conscious journey are you most grateful for, Sam? Uh, for the people, and I, I get a bit emotional here because uh, uh, for the for the people who have help me you know my my guides my mentors um for the people you know throughout my and i'm just tuning into it like throughout my um time of struggle for the people who are actually there for me you know mm -hmm. um and didn't go oh fuck it he's a he, he's fucking lost it you know whatever i can't be fucking dealing with that you know i totally understand man it's like you got so much love around you but it's, it's not necessarily from a lot of people it can just be from a couple that just don't even need it changes the game yeah yeah man i appreciate you sharing that and I, can, yeah. I can see it got quite emotional for you but it's it's like we we realize that um it's not about how many people are there for us it's about the amount of love that those people who are there for us that they can share with with us that love with us you know yeah yeah the little glimmers of hope you know Mm -hmm. 100%, yeah. You just need one person, bro, that believes in us more than, than we do, for sure. And that <coughs> yeah, can get us through. What's one tip? This is the last question, brother. What's one tip that you give your old self who's just starting this journey? To to surrender to the fact that you do not know everything, and to fully <laughs> and to fully accept that you need to do work. Mm. And as soon as that you make that transition, that switch in your mind it's just going to just open you up and you're going to be like, okay, I am ready to invest in myself because I am fucking worthy. Mm -hmm. I, I work hard. You work hard for your money. Yeah. What are you investing it in? Mm. You invest it in yourself. It's going to 10 times that. Yeah. Fucking you know? Fucking, fucking like. It's the truth right there. That's brother. it. It's That's truth. it. I love it, man. I love it. I appreciate you coming on, giving us your time, sharing your story, man. And for those people listening, it's definitely yeah. helped. And I know just it, one thing that you can share and get vulnerable and get real is helping those people out there right now that need it most, brother. So I appreciate yeah. it. That's it. Giving them permission. Much love to anyone who drops in and watches this. And thank you, Luca. I really appreciate you and what you've created. I really, really do. Yeah. Much love to you. And I really hope to connect with you. Um, Oh, when everything goes back to normal. When everything yeah. goes back to normal, brother, for sure. We'll be back in Perth to visit family. But um, I meant to have a re meant to have a retreat in Bali. Um, but I don't know when that's going to happen. <laughs> yeah, we, we're yeah. just about to leave. But um, man, who knows what, what's going to happen over the next year? I don't know when you're going to be able to leave. You might have to do a West Australian retreat. <laughs> there's, you know, out in the down south. Who knows? There's definitely some beautiful places there, but. Anyway, I appreciate you, bro. I appreciate yeah. your time. Thank you to everyone for listening and tuning into this. And if you do, can do yourself one favor is today, just be a little bit more open, a bit more real, and share this podcast with those who need it most. Thank you, and until next time, much love. Whoa, man, bring
love it just be I got love in my eyes bro I can't see I'm gonna be who I'm destined to be Wokeness is taking my old self away Yeah, I put love into me I'm spreading that love Yo, don't you see? Grab your cacao and drink it with me Cause wokeness is taking my old self away Woke man, wokey woke man Woke man, wokey woke man Woke man, wokey woke man Bring love and just be Woke man, wokey woke man Woke man, wokey woke man Woke man, wokey woke man Bring love and just be